Welcome in Mad Talk Sports episode 56. Usual host Joe and Drake. Drake, what's up? What's going on, man? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Mad Talk episode 56. Titled is Drum Roll Star Check. Star Check. And back again with the, the purple. I love I love the purple. Dude, we might have to make that a like official official color. It almost yeah. looks like I like yeah. it. I do Especially too. I the, actually really like that. With the dark colors in the background, too. But kind of a you know, first shout out, uh Star Check, uh Pat Drake. That's uh that's the name of his travel brand. So everyone you now feel free to, to check out Pat and what he posts on there. But it's actually more of a coincidence than anything. Because uh, that's part of what we're going to work into today is a fresh new game, Star Trek, that we'll get in later. Let me mess with our layout since there we go. Okay. But a lot of breaking news. So not going to spend a lot of time with our little preamble here. And I kind of really want to just jump right in. Let's go. Breaking news. And breaking news. And it was going to be titled Breaking News, but now it's Mad Fast. Ish. <laughs> so, yeah, we want to go through everything pretty succinctly here because there's a lot to touch on. Um, that's just breaking news. Doc yep. Rivers in Adrian Griffin out for the Bucks. Um, yep. Bucks fan initial thoughts. My initial thoughts are like my half baked take, like, you know, basically where you don't have all the information. I was like, that's a shock, but I get it. I get it. There's some concerns about the bucks and they were not willing to be patient and i we found out background information since then but my initial thoughts was it was shock but then it was like i get it seemed he lost the locker room it seemed he never got the locker room yeah i keep keep seeing memes where it's like adrian griffin to Giannis. what exactly is the nasus's role and then Giannis is like this guy's gotta go <laughs> Wow. I mean, I <laughs> it's guess just like, yeah, but yeah, not getting in the locker room. What are you doing? You know, you got stars and yeah, they're underperforming. Right. Oh, well, they're still good. Right. They're doing fine. I, I wouldn't say underperforming is the right term because last year they had a worse record to this point. Last year they ended up being the number one seed. So I don't think. The results weren't the only thing. It was all the other stuff. It was what was going into the results that made Adrian Griffin not work out. And it goes way back to preseason when Terry Stotts, the uh, former coach of the Trailblazers, who was going to be a top assistant this year, left because he couldn't work with Adrian Griffin. Like they got into it with each other and he just quit, basically. Like that was a bad start. And I know the reports now are that like that didn't sit well with Dame. Giannis didn't really like what Adrian Griffin was doing schematically for defense. The Bobby Portis had questioned him and Giannis had said in like post game, or maybe it was Middleton. One of the two had said in like a post game saying like, you know, we've got to learn how to do some of these things better. Like, you know, just bad sign, bad sign, bad sign. And then the news comes out from Chris Haynes, NBA analyst that the Bucks hired Adrian Griffin not knowing that they were eventually going to get Dame. So like, it was just a match not made in heaven, not made in hell. It was just a match that wasn't meant to be. And Doc Rivers is in now. Um, great coach. Yeah. 
just a known playoff choker, you know, but great coach, you know, I, I think he can work well with Giannis and Dame and the other guys, um, the other guys, come on, but do you miss bud? At all? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question. So my initial take was, or my initial thought when we hired Doc was he Bud has to be at home laughing his ass off. Like wow, you know the the guy they replaced me with, they replaced him not even halfway through a season or not even to the All Star break. Uh, I don't miss Bud because we we'd hit our head on the ceiling, and maybe we hit our head on the same ceiling with Doc Rivers, but. <sighs> I'm being as optimistic as I can about Doc. I I don't love it, but I guess it's been in the works for about a month pretty much now is that this was eventually where everything was going to go. It was just a matter of when is the excuse to do it. So I, I like the leadership for the Bucks. Generally, they've made good decisions. So I'm just going to have to hope and hope and pray. Well, if you don't have any more on Doc or Adrian Griffin, uh, Adrian Griffin, thank you for 43 games. It's a good number. And what, 13 losses you guys have? Or yeah, exactly. 13, is that we are? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but life moves on. Yeah, you guys will be fine. Doc will be fine. Yeah. How about the stars align? The stars align. In LA. The stars. In LA. Uh, so that's the breaking news. Yeah. Harbaugh. Uh, breaking news. Just heard it. Right. About like what? Hour ago. Hour ago. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a real half baked take, but honestly, I, I did think this is what was going to happen over the past couple of days based on reporting that was coming out about the multiple interviews and other Harbaugh guys interviewing too, from a management standpoint and coaching perspective. So another thing that was in the works. Yeah. And I, I think it's a, Great pickup, you know. Um, I like Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he's a good coach. Yeah. And I think that we're going to see that team turn around for sure next year. I think that Harbaugh and um, Herbert will work well together. Um, hopefully they can keep Eckler. I know there were some talk, but I think, he, I think he'll stay. But I think it's a good fit. And I think it was – I always thought it was him – or Vrabel, but they weren't, you know, Vrabel was never even really in the no. discussion. So it seemed like um, it. No. And obviously, you know, you want Belichick, right? Like that's a, he's going to be in talks for everybody. We're not there yet. But um, so, I mean, Harbaugh was, I guess, the only option, really. Yeah. I think he was the option. And according to the reporting, is that like, the ownership group, the family for the that owns the Chargers, called like the Spagnolas or something like that. They took it. They take it personally that people consider the Chargers to be cheap. So I think they, I think they were really always planning on making sure that they get this hire right. Because the last few, they've they've definitely rolled the dice with getting the hot coordinator of Brandon Staley. And before that was, uh, was that even Vance Joseph? Is that who it was? One of the, he was either there or the Broncos. I, I forget all these former head coaches, but 
they wanted to make a move. And I think part of that is just the Chiefs continuing to set the pace for the AFC in general, specifically that division. Other teams got to keep up. And the the Chargers, this is their move to do that this year. I think it's a good move. It's an aggressive move, but I think it's the right move. It does come with the fact that Jim Harbaugh is basically going to take con- complete control of that program, you know, both on the field and off and just general roster movement. That's kind of like what comes with him. So I know that's why he wasn't the right fit for some teams. But for the Chargers, I think that's a good thing. You know, they've got some nice foundational pieces, but they need a lot of work. The AFC is not going to get any easier. Yeah. And the Chargers have a talented roster. Yeah. Just like couldn't seem to get it together, like, at all, (laughs) really. Um, And you mentioned the owners being cheap, so they just went and made Herbert the – richest quarterback ever one of them or whatever and then Mm -hmm. make this signing so maybe they're not really cheap after all i don't know or they're really taking it personal like you said well also the you gotta think from a business standpoint they do gotta worry about being just completely irrelevant in la you know like the rams seem to be right back where they were obviously the lakers have lebron the clippers are emerging the the Dodgers got Shohei Otani. Like it's not a town where you can meddle, especially the Chargers, who historically have no fans. Um, you know, I did meet a few in Lambo, so they do exist. Well, then they need to go make a splash then, because they don't have a star. Well, just Herbert. And even him, he's a a star. He's like that. Dude, you know, like, I don't know. I always think of it like Herbert's very good, but he can also be very, very bad. Star Trek. So is he still a star? I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a star. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but he's not. You know, Star is in. Let's define it. I'd say for a quarterback to be a star, you got to be like at least top eight. Eight. No, I wouldn't yeah. put Herbert eight. Eh. I'd have to think about it. But you think he's probably right around that bubble. He's definitely top 10. You think he's within that like seven to nine range? Probably, yeah. Because you're looking at with I mean with with me putting love and um Stroud. I don't know. I mean, you got you got Mahomes. Lamar Holmes and Allen Allen, Burrow. Burrow. Do you still put Hertz up there? I was just about to say that. Do you still put Hertz above Herbert? I don't know. Probably. Dealer's choice, I guess. Probably. Um, and then you've got you I got still it. think he's better than Love and Stroud. I don't I know, agree. man. I would I don't agree. Know. I would agree with that yeah. for now. So six, five, six. Yeah. Still. Then you got to think about the Rodgers angle too. So I don't know where you land there, but all right. So yeah, that was just a quick mixture of off the dome and star check all at once. (laughs) I'm not spoil the fun, but we, it seems like we both really like this move. And I do think it'll be the first of many over the, you know, the course of this off season for the chargers. For sure. Now I wouldn't be surprised actually, if their off season is actually kind of quiet from like who they sign because they are in a tough cap spot. But typically when you bring in a college guy, one of the benefits is they're going to be, they're going to be able to more consistently hit 
on their draft picks because they're more familiar with the college game. Like that's what Pete Carroll did when he got to Seattle. That's what Harbaugh did when he got to San Francisco. So there there's that angle too. So I I'm excited to kind of see like the, the future of this team play out. Yeah. And I don't know. That's all I got, I guess. Not bad for half baked, you know, not much time to think about it. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Uh, now, the next one for like breaking news, this is one where you did have a lot of time to think about it, but I didn't spend a lot doing so. And that is the Titan hiring Brian Callahan to be their next head coach. Bengals offensive coordinator? Yeah. So, yay. Titans are going to be Titan. Yay. I mean, that's kind of where they are, though. They're not a desirable job. So, like, no. they have to take a chance. Now, that can be okay. Like, Zach Taylor was a, a, a no-name before he was hired. I'm still not a huge fan of him, but he's a successful head coach, and that's where, obviously, Callahan's coming from, from Cincinnati, a, you know, a system we've seen work when it has talent. So it, it, this is a franchise that has nowhere to go. It It's not like they have better options. I mean, my, my brain is, like, empty. Like, <laughs> I mean. Well, that's what I mean. You, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. You know, it's just something you'll have to see because the Bengals offense, lots of stars. Right. The Titans offense, losing Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah, and probably moving on from Tannehill. Mm-hmm. And um, so you get Will Levis. Um The end. Tajay yeah. Spears. Yeah. Uh, Maybe D-Hop stays. I don't know. Burks. Trillin oh, Burks. Lord. All right. So we're done talking about the Titans. <laughs> so Sirianni, stay in put. I called for his job. You <laughs> did. You called for his job. I did. Um, what do you think? Patience, the right call? I guess. No, <laughs> but I mean, I guess they did clean, the decisions. Then I'm not. So they did clean out a lot of their coaching room outside of that, though. Could work, but you know, like we had mentioned, not really going to repeat most of it. But like, he's just not the guy that you would, you know, follow. I guess, and yeah, he's not That's- the most. I don't want to say distant disciplinary coach but he's not you know i don't know he's not as buttoned up yeah um so now that's okay though sirianni we've seen him obviously have success that you know uh well relative success every year but like you know massive success making it to the super bowl last season because he had good coordinators in place and now what they're saying is that vic fangio is expected to come back and be the DC for the Eagles. That's who they wanted last year, but they didn't know what was happening with Gannon. So they missed out on him to go to the Dolphins. Fangio and Dolphins have mutually parted ways since then, as I guess Vic's family's in Pennsylvania. So he wants to be closer to there. So it was just mutually agreed upon. So I will say that you don't part ways with a head coach one year removed from a Super Bowl. Like you can, I've seen it happen, right? 
but it's not like it was I don't know, the drop off was just like they yeah. started right back where they were and it fell. So I don't know, man. I guess bringing back DC, their defense was terrible those last eight games, you know? So bringing back their DC to a they played the defense played very well last year, one of the best defenses in the league last year. Um so that could work. And then keeping Sirianni, obviously, and figuring out the OC position um, could work. Could yeah. Work. Patience. I think Sometimes I guess you shouldn't go to the chopping block immediately, right? You know, like just calling for his job right away after, you know, but. Well, it's like we said, it felt reactionary, but yeah. like it made sense. And now we're looking back like, all right, maybe it was reactionary. Like if they did move on from him and bring in Vrabel, that would have been good move in my opinion. I think you'd come out on top, but I totally get the patience and I don't think it's the wrong decision. I don't, I don't think they're like screwing over the franchise or anything. No, So So it's, it's okay. There's, there was definitely a better option, but this isn't your worst option. Right. Yeah. It could be, it could be, much lower. Much worse. You could have went out and got uh, Brian Callahan. <laughs> this is true. I'm sure they could have gotten him if they wanted him. Yeah, they could have. All right. Well, Sirianni, good for him. He gets another another year. Bad to now, – now he went through that fast-ish. Uh, Antonio Pierce, full-time. Been calling for it. Yeah. Love it. I love it. But I don't have any, I don't have much else to say. Will that make him the fourth best quarterback in the division now with the other news? Or fourth best best coach. I don't know if I said something oh, else, but you did say you said quarterback. And I was yeah. like, Well, they definitely have the fourth best no matter <laughs> what. But. Um, what do you mean? Andy Reid. Jim fourth Harbaugh, best in the division? Sean Payton. Oh, fourth best in the division. No. Third. I you're not a big Sean Payton guy, are you? No, not at all. That's right. Don't like Sean Payton. Fuck Sean Payton. I mean, it's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I'd put him third. Not better than Andy Reid and Jim Harbaugh, obviously. But, all right. I mean, I do think it was the right call. I mean, they were competitive with a roster that's not all that good, and they obviously play for them. And at, at the end of the day, that can be the most important thing. And we've seen these AFC West teams in the past make these aggressive moves and fall on their faces. So who knows about the Chargers and, and Broncos? Like, this is probably the right move. And, you know, like you said, they want to play for them. Like, you had stars on the team saying they were leaving if they didn't bring them back. Like, that's not something that every single team in the NFL has. It's true. That's not something a lot of teams in the NFL have. You know, like, that's something that 100% you take into most of consideration. Like, my the team wants to play for this guy. Right. Yeah. We got to bring him back and see what happens. If they flop this year, like, well, then – 
that sucks because everyone wanted to play for this guy. That's who they wanted to be their coach. So, yeah, definitely I, the right move because you if you, then ownership loses the locker room if they let him go. You know, that's true. So, yeah, I agree. At the end of the day, head coach is a, a leader of men. Like first and foremost, before X's and O's, it's leading people and getting people to buy into what you're what you're selling and pick up what you're putting down and run through the wall for you. Like they got to be willing to do that. They got to be willing to go to war for you, you know? And if you can get the team to do that for you, you know, they'll be successful. Yeah, I agree. And I say that the Raiders are going to be a playoff team next year. I don't know, but they're going to compete. Yeah. They're going to be tough just because they want to go, you know, when it comes down to it, a close game, if they love Pierce that much, I would take them over the charge. You know, a team who's up by three and, you know. Yeah. So that's the most important thing, honestly. I agree. I just hope they give him time. Like, I hope if next year they struggle and they're like six and 11 or something like that, that they don't just pull the rug on it because I do think he's a Dan Campbell situation, you know? Right. Didn't didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's what it could be like. You know, they could be six and 11, but it could be a last year Lions situation where like they're a good six and 11, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Sorry, did not mean to cut you off. Nah, I was kind of going to that same watering hole that you got to first. So the the Dan Campbell thing. So we're we're both in agreement there that we like that move. We don't have high expectations, but we think it's the right move for that franchise. And the other coaching news that I don't have in the rundown, Drake, that I don't know if you were aware of, Joe Barry was fired. Really? Hallelujah. I didn't even see that. Yeah, it kind of slid under the radar. It was a uh, parted ways or not returning. Like Wow. Yeah. Not returning as DC. 11 hours ago. I can't believe I didn't see that. It it did kind of slide under the radar. Like I saw even when someone texted me that it happened, like I or said that it happened, I looked it up real quick and no story was out yet on any of the major platforms. So like people just don't seem to care about Joe Barry, but I mean, nice. Good. Yeah. yeah the witch is dead. See, that feels like you hard. probably feel almost how I felt when we fired Matt Canada. I, uh, Somehow, I think Canada was worse. Oh, oh yeah. But, like, very quick, like, I'll finish this before 23.30. Remember when I texted you about Matt Canada, and I was going crazy, and you're like, dude, I thought you just won the lottery. I did. I did win the lottery when he got fired. That was true. That was my reaction because I, you were like – I feel like I, I recall you saying something along the lines of like, you know, life changing. Yeah, I think I did. I was like, this is life changing. You know, I was, I was like, like, the, like one of the best days I've ever had. Like, 
I was like, I know Drake, you know, wants to, you know, to win big. So I was like, maybe Drake won the fucking lottery. I'm like, I hope he throws me a bone. You're like, well, I don't know. Well, Mac Canada got fired. <laughs> oh, thought you won the lottery. Huh? Well, yeah. So, little side yeah. note. No, I, I, <laughs> you finished a little after 23:30, but that might have been because of me adding in. <laughs> But yeah, Joe Barry is uh, is gone, which I was worried that the Packers' most recent game where the defense was fine, let that would buy him more time as it had the last couple of seasons. So I'm glad it was much needed. Yeah, I mean, you've complained about Joe Barry all year and years. You know, it's what it is. Got fired. I was just about to say Who's next? Um, uh, what a lot of Packers fans are calling for is Al Harris, a former Packers cornerback, current DB coach for the for the Cowboys because of the job that he did with like Deron Bland and obviously the secondary in general. So that's what a lot of Packers like fan pages are calling for. I don't think that will happen. I do think they go the route of like a you know a proven coordinator. So. God, I just got the thought that. So Lafleur's had a bad track record so far of like, uh-huh. kind of like some of his coaching decisions. Oh my God, what if they what if they picked up Brandon Staley? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were on the Rams staff at the same time. The same Rams staff that Joe Barry eventually came from too. I don't think that'll happen. It was just an intrusive thought, if you will. Good luck. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited, though. I'm excited for some change. <laughs> and I hope it's a new face. But, yeah, so that was a, a quick thing to add to Mad Fast-ish was the Joe Barry news. But I've, well, I've banged that drum a lot. I don't need to <laughs> go into yeah. it again. I mean, great move. Yeah. So to round out, like, the coaching mm-hmm. conversations, too, I do want to talk about Bill Belichick and Vrabel real quick. So Bill has had two formal – interviews or conversations or whatever you want to call them with the Falcons. And he's met with a lot of people within the organization. Seems like this is what's going to happen. We'll see. I don't know. I won't believe it till it happens, but yeah, yeah, no, they do have a big lead. It's not like they don't blow those. So, <laughs> but I mean, if he goes, be a good spot. Very I like good spot, I think I, yeah. I would like it a lot. Um, We've talked about it. So, you know, great defense, great defensive coach. Um, Young weapons. Yep. See who they can bring in for OC. And I would like it. So, you know what would be hilarious is if they hire Matt Canada. Well, that would just be sad. So, let's know. So, they hired Bill Belichick. And then Bill Belichick hires Josh McDaniels. And then they sign Russell Wilson. And it's just kind of like the most random spot for like these everybody rejected legends to all land. Like I think it would just be kind of the most random thing ever. The the most random meetup in the history of the league. You know? But I don't hate it. No, just thinking about it. No, I don't actually. 
it feels like it could happen. It feels like it could work. I don't know. I've been out on Russell Wilson. And I was right about that. And you told me not to be out on him, but I was right. He was he was all right. Yeah, he was all right. He was all right. I mean, hey, hey, Mac Jones was all right under Josh McDaniels. And we all know what Mac Jones is. Yep. It's Mac Jones. I was also always out on him. Uh, I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's not my fault. He stinks. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I, I, like, I, mean, I like the bill fit too. I like that whole fit. Go get Josh McDaniels and Russell Wilson. Imagine, Imagine Russell Wilson gets benched for Ritter. <laughs> who also gets benched for Heineke. <laughs> who gets benched for Zappy. He comes back. Um, so for the Vrabel. Vrabel, it seems like he's kind of falling into being the second option in a lot of places. Like, I feel like the Chargers got their number one with Harbaugh, but if they didn't, they would have went back to Vrabel. And I, that's kind of just what it seems like that he's, even though he's a great candidate, no one seems to be really like formally pursuing him. Like a lot of people thought the Patriots, but they hired Gerard Mayo, which I don't think we talked about, but I, I like that move. And it was written in the stars or written on the wall, but no one seems to be in a rush for Vrabel. Maybe he goes to Seattle or Washington is what's been like recently reported as a good long-term fit. I personally like Seattle, but it's hard. I just, I, I haven't seen much about him. You know, he's very right. under the radar, very not even really talked about. Um, but Seattle, I would prefer, I, w- I would say I'd like him over in Seattle rather than Washington. Hmm. Yeah. He's another one. I just have to see because he's just been, like I said, so under the radar that I don't know. I have seen Seattle and I have seen Washington and every other door I've seen has been closed. Um, maybe we'll interview him for something. If he doesn't fall, you know, for something. Yep. Maybe he could be our DC or something. You guys are about to hire Arthur Smith as your OC. No, we're not. All right. Well, Vrabel, I think that breaking news will probably come by by next week, by the next time we're on here. Hopefully. I hope. I agree. Because I want to see where he goes. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm really curious. And it's starting to seem like Washington's the, the landing spot now that I really think about it. Just because they got all these resources, they're making all these moves. Vrabel's like a young candidate in comparison to like some of these other guys that have gotten jobs. So it kind of seems like that could very well happen. We'll see, man. Braves. Well, uh, we got into the Steelers there for a wee bit there, Drake. But I know something you wanted was Homer talk to where you get a 90-second window because you have some news or things you want to talk about and then just kind of, you know, overall recount some various things now that we head into the offseason. I'm bringing up a timer for you. All right, Matt Canada? All right. All right. Well, on you. On me? Well, I mean, since both of our teams are out, let's let's get it. You start it yet? Yep. (laughs) I'll restart it. Mr. I'm, I'm going to use up eight seconds. All right. 
Ready? Three, two. I mean, I'm just I just want to say that I'm liking the pieces that we can build off in, in Pittsburgh. Um, and something that I've been seeing is like, are we gonna bring back Mason Rudolph? I'm not gonna talk about it anymore because they're they're done, but I think we need to let him go. Honestly, because with Kenny, and if we do have X competition coming in or whatever, then um, if Kenny plays bad one game or whatever, you know, as passionate as us Steeler fans are, we're going to be calling for Mason Rudolph. And and Mason Rudolph is not the answer. Like, he's not. I, I appreciate what he did and came in and did. Um, but I've seen the same Mason Rudolph that I've been seeing where he plays very okay. It's very okay. Um, and I'm not super out on Kenny Pickett. I'm not super out on him just because honestly, I don't even think he's gotten a real shot. Um, he was with Matt Canada and then half a game without him. And then he got hurt. Um, I definitely would still like competition coming in, but I, I definitely don't think that he's gotten a real shot at being our starter. Um, and then on the OC side of things, I really love, 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 love that we are interviewing outside candidates um finally you know rams qb coach zach robinson even cliffs kingsbury panthers bro uh thomas brown or something like even though panthers were trash like time yeah you finish up your thought though oh even though they were trash you know i don't think i don't know if he got a really good shot either and then uh tj watt mvp (laughs) He got a he got AFC Depoy, which I know that means he's not gonna get Depoy for the NFL. But like, there's no reason he doesn't. If he got AFC Depoy, there's no one in the NFC who's who's better than him, so. Till Micah Parsons wins it. Yeah, but yeah, MVP, real talk. He shouldn't real even talk. be a Depoy talk. He should be an MVP talk. You done? <laughs> yeah, 90, 95 seconds. Yeah, something like that. Well, I mean, yeah, you guys, obviously the quarterback situation in the OC spot, it's going to be a huge focus of what it, you know what's going to happen for the Steelers moving forward, but at least Tomlin's staying around and you still got TJ Watt. Yep. So. I know you gave me a face when I said I'm not completely out on Kenny Pickett. I did. But I'm not. I haven't really, I mean – I genuinely don't think he's gotten a fair shot because of Matt Canada. Now, if he performs four games with a new OC and he's still terrible, I will completely call it quits. But as of right now, I'm only like this much out on him. Like so you're like six, a out the door? Like 62%. Out? Out. So you have like a foot out the door and your other foot that's in the door is like you're on your, like the balls of your feet to where yeah. you heels off the ground. Yeah. Like he could grab the back of my hood and pull me back in if he performs well with another OC. But then if he came up to you and just went, yeah. he would be he, out. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. All he needs is a little push. <laughs> well, you'll be out on him soon enough. Well, I hope not. Yeah, I mean, for your sake, yeah, obviously you should hope it works out. But I don't know, last week or two weeks ago, you called for for uh, Kirk Cousins, so we'll see. 
Now that <clears throat> I would love. All right. Well, it's, now it's my turn to be a homer. Uh, do you trust me to hold myself accountable with the timer? Nope. I'm doing it. Okay. Pull it up. Well, you can still do it, but. Nope. Pull it right, up. Ready? Ready? Yep. Go ahead. All right. First, I need whenever to. You, whenever give, you want to go. All right. I'm ready to go. I'm first going to start with giving a little credit to the main premise of this idea to Jay, friend of the show. So this Packers team, the 2023-2024 Packers team, it reminds me of Rocky Balboa with the first Rocky where, you know, no one expects anything out of him. He goes toe-to-toe with the defending champ, Apollo Creed, the champion of the world, to where everyone kind of looked back and was like, damn, Rocky should have won that fight. Like, I think he's coming for Apollo And same thing, this Green Bay Packers team, the youngest team in the league, did something absolutely special and should absolutely keep their chins up looking towards our bright future because we talked about it last week with the future of the Packers. They're the youngest team in the league, the youngest team to win a playoff game since the 70s, and all these guys are all coming back. We went into the Cowboys' house and beat them, and we went into San Fran's house and had them dead to rights and then just finger slipped off the trigger and we didn't we didn't shoot him so we should feel great we should feel like we are moving towards the top of the nfc for years to come i love the offensive talent we can draft on the o-line to bolster that even though that looked good by the end of the year we need to draft and replenish our secondary that's something that they do need to address obviously that depends on what coordinator you end up bringing in too but All in all, the foundation and the culture of this franchise is as good as any, and I'm extremely proud of everything that they accomplished this season. Obviously, we wish we had one more game to go, but keep your chin up. Wow. That's pretty good. What did you do, rehearse that one? No, I didn't. (laughs) Um, But A.O. Rock. What's going on with Jair? I don't know. <laughs> you see that? I, I saw the post, but I that that's it's half baked. I, I yeah, I know. All right, fine. Half baked take. Uh, Jair is a very interesting human being. I truly believe he loves the Packers and just being a Packer. And this might be a little uh, spur of the momenty. Like obviously there was a, or I don't know if it's obvious to a non-Packer fan, but there was a little bit of a headbutting between him and Lafleur over like uh, in-house rules, basically like that coin flip stuff. Yep. Um, but that was just like the final thing. So I think there were things leading up to that. Um, you know, corners are generally dramatic as far as if you were to stereotype. Yeah. Let's go diva. And I think this comes with territory of someone like that, but he's under contract for several more years. So uh, he's, he's not going anywhere. Job money pack is back. Well, I mean, I think you're very, very good. Very valid points. Um, now we don't have to talk about the Packers or the Steelers because they're both out. Um, I'll bring up the Packers one more time. <laughs> Yeah, one more yeah. time. One more time. All right, let's uh, let's move along here so we can get. <sighs> yeah, let's go through the divisional round quickly, starting with medalists, just to give some quick shout outs. So, you can go your whole list. Whole list. All right, whole bronze list. Isaiah Pacheco. Dog. Um, ran hard, made it count, scored when it counted, ninety-seven yards and a touchdown. Uh, silver Jadavion Clowney. 
Um, he was a force against the run. Just in general, he was a force. Um, and gold, Lamar Jackson. Dogs. I like it all. I went with bronze losing effort, but Aaron Jones, first 100-yard rusher against the Niners in like, uh, it was a crazy amount of games. I don't even remember how many. Uh, silver, Travis Kelsey, you know, two touchdowns. He had a really big game, first big game in months. Yep. Months. For and Taylor Swift that. was there. And no, the real star was Jason Kelsey, dude. Uh, oh, I know. Um, he might have to you be know. the co-silver medal. <laughs> you know, I love Jason Kelsey, so. Dude, the 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 beer can in his hand looked like, let me get it, like, like this lighter in my hand. It was just like. Dude, him jumping out the window to the suite and then jumping back in. He's, he's a beast. So Dog. I really just hope he doesn't retire, man. I really don't. But I kind of do because I want to see him at more Chiefs games up in the press box. Yeah, but what if him and Travis retire the same year so that they can go I to the Hall of Fame? That, I did see that um, Travis will stop playing when Jason does. No. Well, right now, Travis is uh, winning silver medals and still going for the gold. Uh, gold defense this week, though, is the – I did I say defense? Well, yeah. Ravens defense is the, the gold medalist of today. And uh, I know I give you shit for doing either or and stuff like that, but I couldn't pick out just one defender. You went clowny, but I also felt like Roquan could have been in That's, that argument. Overall, Geno Stone, like, they didn't give up an offensive touchdown all game against CJ Stroud, who we were talking about as the future of the NFL basically last week. So respect. Yep. I wanted to do it too, but I was like, oh, pick one. Well, well, and then well. you just go ahead and just pick the whole defense. Yep. That's okay. Except for Marlon Humphrey because he didn't play. Play this week, though. Yep. And they may need him. So. Let's go uh, quickly through the the games of last week because it, it kind of, to me, it already feels so long ago that, like, these games happened, at least the Packers game specifically. Of course. <laughs> Just missing them already. Uh, I'm, I mean, yeah, but let's let's start there. You know, that, that was a great game. In my opinion, like I talked about earlier, the Packers had them dead to rights and, and really kind of blew our opportunities uh, people have been calling for the kicker's head, Anders Carlson, as it being his fault. Obviously, he didn't help. But there were other things. Packers missed opportunities. The love shove was a terrible call, terrible decision. I just didn't like that in general. We just didn't score enough touchdowns with the opportunities we had on them. So all in all, not upset at the result, really. If, if anything, we played the better game, but the Niners still are the overall better team. And... Played it when it matters, you know. You let them hang around. You might have played outplayed them throughout the game, but you let them stay close enough to where they were able to do what they did. Yep. Um. So I do want to ask you. Oh boy. Are you one of those people that are upset about that? Miss delay of game call, or do you understand the rule? Um, I I'm not upset. That I think you see that happen once or twice a game. And actually, I, I must say I'm actually impressed now that I've seen like a replay of it, where Yuschek is yelling out 
for the tight end. I don't think, I don't know if it was Kittle or not to motion. Yeah. And Brock said, no, stay there. No, Cause they were right. almost out of time. Yep. So that that's impressive side note, but no, I, I don't even think about that. Like I've honestly, I didn't give much thought to it in the moment or afterwards. There were some missed calls over the course of the game, obviously, as there always is. But at the end of the day, we, they had more penalties called on them than we did. Now yeah. I think that was how it should have been. Like, I think we were forcing them to make mistakes like that, but I'm not going to ask that. Hey, you know, why didn't we get three more penalties for our favor when we already won that race, like eight to three or something, you know? So I, I'm not pointing fingers at the refs. No, I'm just, there's a lot of hate about that um, delay of game call. And it was rigged for the Niners because of that delay of game call. And like, I just want to say it. that it states that when the clock hits zero, the ref looks down. And if the ball is not snapped, they throw the flag. Yeah. They say it like almost every time. Yeah. I, I get it. So I just wanted to make sure that you weren't like, oh, that's a delay of game. I mean, should it be? Sure. But I'm not really going to. No. Because it's, it's not. It's very the same Lee call the around the league. Right. Yeah. We've been on the better end of that plenty of times. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was a good game. You guys played well. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a fun watch and it was a good game overall. Like I just enjoyed seeing the chess match, honestly. And schematically, I thought the Packers had a really, really good game plan. Both sides of the ball offense. We came out and punched them in the mouth. Like we, we had some good blocking. Like we weren't getting like a major push, but we were sealing holes. And Aaron yep. Jones is a very special and elusive runner when he's fully healthy. So I was really impressed with the offensive game plan. Uh, Love did miss a few throws, but he also made some really nice ones as he has done. Obviously, you don't want to see that game losing, you know, game deciding pick at the end. That was a little farve, a little farve in him, which he does have some farve ish to his uh his play, but. You know, for all intents and purposes, he's a rookie, like as far as like, you know, being a starter in this league. So am I surprised? No. And th these are these are all steps to the journey. Like he wasn't supposed to get this uh, this playoff time to begin with. So if anything, hopefully this means the Packers are a year ahead of schedule and we don't get that same type of stupid heartbreak error at the end in the future. You know, I wish you'd give the Steelers that benefit of the doubt. We weren't supposed to be a playoff team either. You weren't, but you're never supposed to be a seven-win team or an eight-win team, a nine-win team. But um, that touchdown he had to was it Dobbs, Bo Melton? It was the it was the he it was a sick touchdown pass. So what was more impressive, the pass or the catch? He had two touchdowns. It was to Bo Melton and and Dobbs. So. Uh, Bo Melton had like, he like kind of bobbled it in the back and then caught it with the toe drag. Uh, Dobbs was more of like contested. No, I feel like I don't know which one I'm talking about. Whatever. Um, either way, he had some special plays. Which one did he, f he fit into a nice hole? That would have been the Dobbs one. That's the one I'm talking about then. I think. Did he have to, did he have to run from pressure on the Dobbs one? He probably had to run from pressure on both. I don't remember. I just know there was a, a, a touchdown pass that he had, and I was like, wow, 
Yeah. It was the one you texted me right away and said, like, something about him. Loves the goat or whatever you said. Or the you said something like, and then that was right after the touchdown pass. I don't remember which one it was, but it was nice. No more Packer talk because we got to keep it moving. You're right. <clears throat> You're right. Uh, so the second part of this is on the Niners. So obviously they escaped oh, with the victory. Are you worried about them at all? I mean, no. I mean, I'm not going to come on here and trash the, the the Niners, you know. Like, I know you want me to, but I'm not going to. Um, they didn't play well for sure, but you guys did. Feisty team, yeah. you know. Like, that's it's it's – I seen that Brock Purdy can do it when it matters. And no, he's not some top 10 quarterback, whatever. But like you said, with that, even just with that delay of gameplay, like he's a game manager who's managing the game very, very well. Um, so I seen that he can they that they can do it when it matters. And you guys aren't like some bad team. Right. I know you you were, but you 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 weren't in that game. Like up to like up to that game, where the, when you guys played, you guys weren't a bad team. Like you guys could have beat them. Um, I'm not really worried about them, especially they played Detroit. Um, so I don't know. I'm not worried about them, but like they can be beat. Yeah, can they beat the Ravens? I don't think anybody can beat the Ravens. Oh, spoiler for later. Yeah, so for me, I'm worried in the sense of it confirmed my doubts on them as far as like for teams that can play them hard and like punch them in the mouth. Like this team is not as scary as they are on paper. Like Chase Young's a phony, you know, like he just is. And Nick yeah. Bosa can disappear for times. And then who's in the middle? Hargrave? Like he didn't really affect the game at all. So there, there's two picks. That's Kinlaw. Oh, that's. I'm thinking of the D. Honestly, when you said that, I went right to. The... No, yeah, he I'm impacted sorry. the game pretty well. He could have been. Yeah. Better. <laughs> that's what I was like. Him. I was like, wait, I thought you said Greenlaw. I don't know why. You know what? Hey, maybe you just assumed that I would be hating on him. I, I maybe it was. Maybe I just because you said middle, so I was like, oh, he's going linebacker, and I knew you weren't going to say Fred Warner, so I just kind of. Yeah, I didn't listen to what you said at all, but I just assume that's where you're going. Sorry. Next week, episode 57, listening. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I'm a little worried. Like, that the strength of their team is the trenches, and I do think that they lost the trenches game, uh, for the most part at least, against the Packers, and that's that was okay to overcome a young team making a lot of mistakes, but I don't know what that's going to mean against Detroit or against Kansas city or Baltimore, whoever, like to me, it showed that they're the same old Niners. Now that doesn't mean they can't win this weekend. That's not what I'm saying. And they had a lead in the super bowl against the chiefs with Jimmy G, but they're still that team yeah. is how I feel, but let's, uh, let's move along. We'll be coming back to them. So yeah. Tampa Bay and Detroit Drake, I know you're a, Big uh, Detroit guy all of a sudden. All of a sudden. I've, I've loved Dan Campbell for two years. Um, I think they're a good team. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. a good team. I don't <laughs> I mean, we've talked a lot about Detroit. And 
don't poke uh, CJ. CJ? Yeah. Gardner Johnson? Yep. Why are you saying? Because he got a pick after Baker talked shit about watching film? Yep. Okay. And now he's coming at Debo. Who is? They're beefing. CJ. Gardner Debo's Johnson. always beefing with somebody. He might not even play. I know. You picked on him talking about how he's he bounces around from team to team and stuff. And <laughs> he was like, you don't even finish games. Um, oh, <laughs> wow. Know, they were, yeah, they were beefing, but don't poke CJ, man. Yeah, apparently. That was a pretty good game, though. Bucks, Bucks, Lions. Uh, you could tell that the Bucks had a good game plan. Like, I, I actually did like what they did on offense, like, specifically picking on, uh, Cam Sutton, former Steeler. There, mm-hmm. that's his name, right? Cam. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's a uh, very mid, and he's basically their best corner. So good game plan to pick on him with Mike Evans. He ate him up. Mike Evans was in consideration for me for for a medal for sure. So I like I like Tampa Bay's effort. You know, they're they're an okay team that was a little bit further than they were supposed to be. Lions took care of business. Didn't really have any bad moments or anything like that and the offense at times looked looked pretty pretty sharp so yeah. solid win for the lions biggest win in their franchise in 30 40 years yeah i was gonna say ever <laughs> um i will talk about that later do you give them a shot to win it all detroit i'm telling you that's a bad question for me because I do not think anyone can beat the Ravens. Do yeah. I think that they have a real shot to make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Do I have think they have a real shot to win it? No. Okay. The All Ravens right. would oh. smoke Detroit. I will say that. They would They already did this year. Yeah, I know. So, but do I think that Detroit can beat the line of the Niners? Talk about that because I do. We will talk about that later. Hold your horses, Drake. Sorry. Houston and Baltimore, this game was good for a half. And then all of a sudden the Ravens figured out like, Oh, Hey, I, I forgot. Lamar Jackson's amazing. Let's see what he can do. Yeah. So this is about what I expected. I, you don't get to say that though. No, I don't. I mean, obviously I do because Baltimore is my Super Bowl pick, um, but you picked against them. <laughs> I already told you I pick who I want to win who Drake wants to win. Drake picks. Why he doesn't care about being right. But. Apparently, it's a little bit of both because you picked against the Steelers. <laughs> that one, I just knew we had no chance. Like, at least Houston had a chance. We had no chance. Like, 0%. Okay. No no but, Steelers talk. We're done with that. Um, Houston just couldn't. Do anything against Nothing. the Ravens defense. Nothing. And CJ Stroud, like, I think he played well. It didn't show up statistically because his receivers were glued to the corners. Yeah. But I think he, like, he got out of the pocket. He extended plays. He made smart throws. There was just nothing there. And they had no run game. Like at all, period. So like, they just couldn't never get anything opened or flowing or, or anything. And I seen a lot of like, oh, this is your guys's rookie of the year, future quarterback. Like that Ravens defense was just a wall. 
Yeah. And Stroud was running side to side, trying to throw it over the wall. And then there was just another wall right there. So like, and that wall was on wheels running at you. (laughs) It was just, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's interesting to talk about the Stroud point. Cause I felt the same way. And we kind of talked about it during that he played fine. Like, I don't think he was missing reads. Like, like you said, they were just glued and, Looking back on the Texans side, like they had a great year. They just aren't on the same class as the Ravens, and that's fine. That's totally okay. They weren't supposed to be. They weren't supposed to be on the class of the Jags, you know, like shout out to them. Yeah. But But the Ravens side is what I find more interesting because that defense, like you said, is suffocating. It's a wall, and then it's another wall. And obviously they've, you know, done something that hasn't been done very often and leading the league in, you know, points against yards against sacks. I think those are their three major categories. And then having an all pro quarterback, like that's only happened, I think four times in NFL history. But I think as time goes on, we're going to look back and remember this Ravens defense as being one of the greatest of all time. And it's, I don't think it's getting that type of talk, you know, like, It needs to because it the, like when if you watch the Ravens, that offense is great, but that offense, like we've seen, it needs time to get rolling. Yeah, like you don't they didn't open Lamar up until the second half. Yeah. They scored on four three of their four touchdown drives in the second half. Yep, but that defense played all four quarters. You know. Yeah. Um. If you want, when you watch the Ravens, actually watch them, that defense should be talked about. I agree. Way more than it is. I agree. And, you know, this, I I would challenge anyone listening or even you, Drake, at all, like go back to preseason, like of the major like sports shows that you watch, like whatever it is. If you like Fox or ESPN or whatever, Pat McAfee. People were questioning the Ravens defense coming into the year saying like, I don't know about the Ravens this year. Like, yeah, they paid Lamar, but that defense is suspect. And it blew my mind. And I went back to fact check myself preseason to make sure that I wasn't one of those clowns. (laughs) And that's exactly what I was saying then is it, it was blowing my mind that people were questioning their defense. I thought that was the strength of the team, even though the offense was much improved and the, the coordinators of this team are excellent. Like Todd Munkin coming in from Georgia on the offensive side. And I think his name is Mike McDonald on the defensive side, not to be confused with Mike McDaniel or Josh McDaniels, but you know, they they've got these excellent leaders, but the talent on this defense is crazy. Clowney looks like a number one pick all of a sudden. And you know, that's to go with obviously Roquan, Roquan Smith is just amazing. Dog. A psycho too out right. there. Like, Dog, <laughs> you know, we're it's and they did that without Marlon Humphrey, right? Who's and it's, also glue exactly. And it's crazy because they still have Geno Stone, who a lot of people thought should get some all pro recognition. I don't think he did, but like I know he was names has been like what people have said as far as who should be going into it on the back end. You've got Kyle Hamilton, who how do we let the Ravens keep getting away with this as far as always drafting studs? Like Patrick Queen fell to them the year that they got him, you know, and Dog. like that's a like that's another one. Like and, and they got Roquan Smith for like a second round pick from the Bears. Like, bro, bro, come on. Yeah, I mean Excellent. I don't know oh. if you had um 
seen what I had said against them or what or towards them or whatever. I don't remember. Um, but I thought that the, I I believe I thought that their defense was still gonna was always gonna be good. But who's there? Hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of their defensive line. Um, the number ninety two. I always forget how to say his name. Oh, is he the D end? Yeah. Um, dude, this always bugs me. I always forget it, but every time I watch them, I'm like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> Let me just look it up while I'm at it. I don't even think I'm going to be able to say it. I know he's the D end. Ma- Justin. Ma- Oh, he's a dog not to get so stuck here, but I think he had like 13 sacks this season or something like that. Roger Washington. I forgot about, he's pretty good. And Michael Pierce. I knew they had Michael Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. For always. I don't know why for, well, I know why, but no, I think of any of their names. And I think, I'm not even going to ask the second part of this question that I had listed for this, as far as can they be stopped? Cause I think we're going to talk about them more a little bit, uh, no. a little bit later as we go on. Yeah. No. But yeah. I guess while I've got their roster, you know, pulled up, shout out to the other guys that we didn't even bring up like Kyle Van Noy or yeah. Brandon Stevens or Marcus Williams. Like that's a, that's, you know, that's a stack team. Now, arguably the game of the week was Buffalo, Kansas city, the capper. I don't want to talk about that. You know why? Why? Because you know me and you know what I'm going to say. And you can't tell me that three quarters Buffalo is going to win that game. And then the fourth quarter, they were all just like, oh, what are we doing again? I, I can totally tell you that. That's oh, you can't. Buffalo. No, no, not to that extent. So it's interesting you looked at it from that way because honestly, I thought for three quarters they both played a a football. And oh then yeah, well, quarter, no. I thought they both. I thought the Chiefs played B minus, and then the Bills played D football. F. Yeah, I think that's probably more more kind, but or I'm being more kind, I guess I should say they, I don't want to say they blew it because it was back and forth, but they, they easily could have and should have taken that opportunity. I know it's classic Buffalo and you know, that's that fourth quarter is exactly what I said all year about Buffalo. And then you fell for it. (laughs) It's just, they got like four total yards of offense in the fourth quarter after yeah. going insane the first three quarters. Like that is just – I don't – I and Stephon Diggs dropping that pass. Oof. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's something I totally should have written down here on the, the dig side of things. But before going there, so you mentioned yards of offense. Was it you who sent me the, the rundown James of James Cook? Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> Imagine losing on that. I'm sure plenty of people did. Well, yeah. Um, here, I'll 
in summary, James Cook had hit his over under on rushing yards and was over by like three, but then his last four carries or five carries oh. combined for like negative five yards. No, it was his rushing yards was 61 and a half was his line. He had 67 going into the fourth quarter. He had four carries in the fourth quarter for negative four yards, negative three yards, zero yards, and one yard. It ended with 61 on a 61 and a half line. I'd have been, I'd have, I'd have been pissed. You would have been jumping up and down at the end of the third quarter and then just been watching the whole game. Just like, oh, I'd have, I'd have been so mad. Yeah. But, yeah. but so that's, that's that true. part. Yeah. <laughs> Bad beats, but uh, you brought up Diggs because of that play. Was that his last game as a bill? Yeah, I agree. If I'm Buffalo, I don't keep him, and if I'm Diggs, I don't stay. <laughs> like, yeah, who says no? <laughs> no, I, I agree with you 100%. And we were we've been saying that for some time. Uh, I do you think it would have been different had they won this game, or do you think this was just like a last hoorah? That I don't know. I don't know. I remember. I think I asked you that last week, didn't I? Um, Maybe. I think. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know what would have happened if they won. Because it's like the frustration. I seen another meme of like Stefan Diggs standing looking at the Chiefs winning, and it was like four, three of them. You know how that one game where he was just standing there watching and they photoshopped him to be there three times just. Bro hasn't moved. <laughs> Dude. Oh my god. The the memes coming out of that game for Bills fans, it breaks my heart. It really does. Like they don't deserve that. Like uh one of them was like, you know, Bills fans when when the owner or when the team asked them to shovel snow next year and it's just that dude stare that wrestling guy or whatever whoever that is like just staring at the camera. Uh you know, it's like, and then you see all the videos of like just the fans with the surrender cobra or like, you know, mourning, like, and just moaning out there. Like, brutal, man. It's brutal. brutal. Poor Bill's Mafia. Poor Bill's Mafia. Like, they, they can't catch a break. They did catch a break, though. They, Michael Hardman fumbling into the end zone. Like, that was their break. That's, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then they just forgot what they were out there for. What about McDermott? Bye. Got to go. What? Go get Vrabel? A change. Another defensive coach? I don't know, man. But this is the Bills' ceiling. I'm going to have to push back a little bit. No, absolutely so in, not. No, 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 no. This no. has been the Bills' ceiling for the last four and a half years. It has been. It has been. It's about to get harder. I know that because of the cap situation with Josh Allen and stuff like that. But to be fair to them, they were missing a lot of players over the course of this season that dropped like flies. Matt Milano is a all-pro type middle linebacker out for season. Tredavious Matt Milano was there last year. He was, but this – they didn't have Joe Brady in place as the offensive coordinator, which certainly helped their offense got better over the course of the year. And 
maybe if they were whole, they win that game. I don't, I don't know, but uh, just had to push back a little bit. In all fairness to them, it, we might be looking through, looking at this through the wrong end of the telescope because, you know, two months ago everyone said they were dead. Zero percent chance they get in the playoffs. Zero percent. This season's over. Everyone's jobs are lost. And then they go win five straight to get into the playoffs, including a win and you're in, winning your the two seed game at Miami, including winning in Kansas City, including demolishing the Dallas Cowboys, including beating your Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs, and then playing the Chiefs to the limit. A team the Chiefs don't lose easy in the playoffs. It's not like it was total fold. Like, I don't think this season should be looked at as a failure for them, is basically what I'm saying. That's fine, but I've been like I said, that when you ask 12, ep- 18, 19, 20 episodes ago, when you asked me about the Bills, 20? This exact outcome is what I gave. You're right. You're right. I mean, that that's that, that's all true, too. I'm not denying that. I'm just I'm trying to be fair here. Because be it's, fair it's easy to pile on. But it's not – this isn't reactionary for me. This is no. them for the last five years. This is what we get. A team who's very good, very talented. Why would I give the benefit of the doubt to a team that just can continuously proves me right? I don't know. Because they already extended him last offseason, so they're kind of like tied their boat to him. I mean, with with McDermott, I mean, I won't go anywhere, right? Um, but, you know, all the other games, right, we talked about the winners, you know, San Francisco, Detroit, and Baltimore. We should be talking about the Chiefs. Like, Oh, massive respect, man. They, I picked them to win. They did what they do, win playoff. You, but I have a question for you. Oh boy. Do you think that Casey can get it done against Baltimore with this run game that they rely so heavily on against that style Ravens defense? Um no, their offense is not what's gonna get it done. If they have any shot against the Ravens, it's making it into a defense versus defense game and who makes the big play, Lamar or Mahomes. And that and if that's the case, it's a it's a coin flip. So that's their best case. I, I don't see them getting this ball run game moving against that Ravens defense. I don't. This is a tough matchup for them. But I the Ravens probably would have rather played the choker Buffalo Bills <laughs> than the Chiefs. Yeah. Because the Chiefs are scary for all the you know warts that they have and all the shit everyone talked on them all year. All they year. ended where they are every year. Just this time, they're not at home in the AFC Championship. Oh, no. And, I mean, I was one of the ones that said they're – I didn't count them out because they're the Chiefs, but I definitely didn't think they were as good as they have been. Um, Well, they're not. They're not as good as they have been, but they are still winning. (laughs) Dude, that level of team wins a Super Bowl like every three years. Like it would not be outworldly for them to do that. So – I do think they have a fair shot against the Ravens. We'll get into that later. And uh, so, yeah, yeah I, I, I do want to show respect to the Chiefs. They definitely earned where they've gotten. Definitely. We got to get speeding up here. Yep. Yep. So moving along, I quickly want to go through star check. We're going to be 
actually quicker than I planned now that we've kind of gone a little bit longer. But basically, Star Trek. So if it wasn't the name, we'd probably skip it. But what I'm going for here is checking in on a couple of different players, stars, if you will. Uh, And ideally, it's people that either we haven't talked about in a while that maybe we did discuss at nauseum in the past, or they've done something significant in the you know, immediate pass to where it makes sense to talk about him again real quick. So one quick basketball one before we dive into football. Well, actually, oh, after you say this basketball one, think about while you're talking about it or when I talk about this basketball one, LeBron James, put him on there. I thought about putting him on there. So Got to. We haven't talked about him at all. We haven't talked. You haven't talked basketball with me at all this year, Drake. I know. Since the we will. Preview. Well, it's because – Playoffs are in full swing, but we will. Yeah. yeah. For any basketball fans that are waiting for us to get there, it's coming. All right. So starting with MB, do you want to start? Is that what you were alluding to there as far as telling me to add LeBron? Uh, no, no, no. You can start if you want. I mean, I really don't have much to say about Joel besides he's going to be the MVP again. Yeah, he will be. <laughs> and right. a couple things to add to that is like, you know, so obviously he's been on this incredible streak. So actually – This year, Joel Embiid is averaging slightly more points per minute than Wilt Chamberlain did the year he averaged 50. And someone wonders how that's possible because Joel's averaging like 35 or something like that. Uh, Joel's doing this on 35 minutes a night. And when Wilt played, he averaged somehow over 48 minutes a night because he played every minute of the season. So like, just to give you some historical context, how special Joel Embiid has been this season and the efficiency level. Uh, it's crazy. It, it really is. I thought this team was potentially could fall apart. I talked about with Kyle a couple weeks back, but Joel Embiid is having a better year than last year somehow. So I still feel the same about him as I did last year, like, you know, MVP, but now I got to see it in the playoffs. And to wrap it up, I want to make the distinction. So last year I pushed back against Joker winning a third because he hadn't done anything in the playoffs saying like, you can't give him three in a row. This is a little different because Joel Embiid has only won one. This would be his second. So like, I want to make that distinction so that there's none of that. Oh, you're holding Joker to a higher standard. Like, no, 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 <laughs> no. I like it. I mean, yeah, I've got him MVP again. I, I mean, yeah. Um, but I'll go ahead with LeBron. Yeah. Um, and not too much. Just wanted to to say something about him that this is going to be his last year in L.A. Oh. Um, he's having a great year still. Um, yeah. I, points per game, I think, is down. It's like, it is. It's four points down yeah. from last year. Still. Still yeah. at 24.8. So that's awesome. 24.8 at – you know what 21 22 years 21 years i think um but he's shooting well i think he's shooting his best percentage from three at least ever which i don't know that's an adjustment you know to be this deep in your career obviously but i do think this is the last year in la um and not even just lebron himself talk but like that organization that team organization is terrible they're handling this terrible and lebron's still getting the fall for it but whatever i don't care um but he'll he'll be gone this year i I believe i truly do well my only pushback to that is we do this thing 
it seems like almost yearly. Uh, I'm getting a little feedback of my audio on your end, so it's kind of slowing me down a little bit. But there's this thing we do for a lot of LeBron teams to where in the offseason we hype up how good they're going to be and how much we love the moves. And then when they don't work out, we're like, man, this management sucks. And like, I get it from both ends and sometimes I'm guilty of it too, but I don't think it's like a terrible mismanagement. And I do think like last year, they're going to make some trade deadline moves to where we might be dead wrong on our tracks. Like we were last year and we both wrote them off. So, you know, who knows? Like I'm almost done trying to predict anything revolving around LeBron, but uh, incredible that he's still at this level. The point I want to make on him is actually something I saw from someone I don't remember, so I can't cite the source, but basically someone posted saying the crazy thing about LeBron and we're seeing it now is if you took away his athleticism and you took away his size, just to make him like a regular sized NBA guard, he'd still be a hall famer like Rondo just because of how smart he is and how well he controls the game, which is a very unique perspective and truly incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's very true, and we've said it. I've said it that as much hate as the guy gets, gonna miss him when he's gone, man. Yeah. Just for the game of basketball. Yeah, and it's. I do agree with what you're saying about all the moves. You know, like they make great moves, right? And then until they're not. Yeah. And LeBron's played 40 games this year. Which that's a lot. So much for 30 points or 30 minutes a night. I think he's at like 33. Yeah, I know. Remember when I talked about, we did talk about that in the beginning. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about the Lakers. They're they're pushing for uh, DeJounte Murray. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be a good move. I don't know, man. I just wanted to talk just talk about LeBron about, you know, just mention his name. Yeah, he's I mean, star, so he is star check. Yeah. No, that was Ooh. that was a really good addition. I like that one. Uh, let's go through the last couple one of these kind of rapid fire style. Yep. So next up is Brock Purdy. And I do want to go him because he is someone we have talked about like at length in the past. So I don't want to go too long. Yeah, but. I do want to say that this past week affirmed the good and the bad of Purdy. Like we talked earlier about like that almost delay of gameplay. Like he's, he's a very smart player and you could tell he makes reads very well. Like he sees the field good, but also at the same time, you see like some Tua qualities to where if you bump the receiver a little bit, he's throwing the ball to the spot where they were supposed to be. And he's not like adjusting. You know, like I, we saw that in the Packer game a couple of times. He should have thrown multiple picks. That's one of the main reasons the Packers lost is we dropped our picks. They caught their picks, which happens, you know, every year there's a playoff game that happens like that, if not multiple. So Brock Purdy had obviously a really rough game. Credit to him on that last drive. It was it was pretty much everything you'd want. Like he ran for a first down, if I remember correctly, and he was like five of six. Two of those throws, those I think it was one to Juwan Jennings and one to Kittle where the defender was literally draped on them. Like that ball had to be perfect. Now the flip side is I think those guys got a nice clean release. So that's, that's where they were supposed to be. So I think when he's good at knowing the spots and getting it to that spot, 
but I do still think he's a physically limited quarterback. But to your point, you can still win with that. So overall, I feel about the same as I have in the past from a physical and talent standpoint, but I am getting more impressed with the intangibles as time goes on. I mean, there's things that you just can't teach, you know? Um, And he definitely has swagger, you know, I guess you could say like he's got, he's got something. He's got, he's got something. He just has something, you know? Um, the team wants to play for him too. That's another thing you want with your quarterback. Yeah. Um, I still will fully stand on everything I've said about him, that he's better than Jimmy G and he plays this offense better than Jimmy G did. Um, yeah, I like Brock Purdy. I do. I don't think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but he does his job. He does his job well. As you said, he's a very smart player. You can be a game manager, but he game manages well, very well. He does. So he does. I yeah. Uh, we'll get back to the Niners later. So we're fairly close on the whole Brock Purdy thing. It just bugged me when people were calling him MVP. All right, Jared Goff. That's another game manager who's very good. He's a good game manager. Yep, yeah. good game manager. Team wants to play for him too, and you know he's got a little swagger too. I didn't. I never noticed bit. it, but like, there's a little there to Jared Goff. There's more than you would think. Like he he talks some smack, and he's very. I do like Jared Goff. I mean, he looks like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I'm just Jared, and I am enough. I'm pretty good at QB stuff. He's pretty good at QB stuff. Uh, you know, he's he's all right. I've always kind of liked Goff personally, um, but he does, does still have his same limitations, I do think. He's in a good spot for what his strengths are. Like, they have a good old line. They have a good run game. They have good receivers at getting space, so or finding space, I should say, even more so. So I, I do like the spot that he's in. I worry about what happens when they run up against a sticky team like the Ravens that can just man you up and suffocate you because he's not the guy that can make something out of nothing. But that's, you know, that's that's reserved for special quarterbacks. So it's not like I'm holding him to that standard, but good for him for like, you know, not remaking his career, but, you know, staying relevant. I would say, and I don't know how you would feel, but I'd probably say off the dome again, that I would put Purdy and Goff mm. about same level. That's I think Purdy does a little more with his feet than Goff does. Um, but I put him around the same level. I'd really have to think long and hard about who gets the nod there, but I do agree they're on the same tier. They're on like those two in like the Kirk Cousins type tier. I think yep. Kirk Cousins better than each of these two, but I, I would I would I would put Kirk at the top of that whole entire tier. Yeah, I, but, I agree. Yep. Okay, well that's that's golf. Now let's uh, we got two more real quick. So Lamar, I think, will be kind of easier. All I really want to say about him is that if the last doubters on Lamar should be silenced by now. Yeah, I mean MVP. All the teams are probably feeling so dumb for passing on him. And oh, for sure. talk about we talk about Lamar a lot, actually, but for sure. I mean, he a dog. 
Yeah, dog. Uh, if he beats Mahomes, does he become considered the second best quarterback in the league? Or is it still Burrow? Or is it Allen? I will or still Mahomes? say Burrow. Burrow? Burrow was hurt this year. You never know. If they were playing, you never know what could have happened there. Maybe yeah. it's a Burrow Ravens game right now. You know, you just never know. It could be. I'd put Lamar higher than I would have him now, for sure. I'd probably put Lamar at three right now anyways. I don't know, oh, man. Gosh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that'll. I mean, that debate's going to get just heated up, <clears throat> and Josh is going to be starting to be the one left out consistently if he's the yeah. only one who hasn't made it over the hump or at least seen the hump. Like, yeah. you know, at least the Bengals have seen the other side of the AFC. So, Lamar, we're on the same page. We both have massive respect there. Uh, Travis Kelsey. So, I I say this because he disappeared for so long, pretty yeah. much, yeah. in terms of, like, uh, production, and now he's back. Yeah, I mean – I like Travis Kelsey too. Um, but yeah, he was just very quiet, very just kind of there. And then boom, two touchdown game. Yeah. When they needed it most. Yeah. I mean, I definitely never ever counted him out. No. I just think that I don't even know what was going on, man. Maybe he just needed a little break. He was getting adjusted to his new lifestyle. Uh podcast was taken off. He's in love. You know, like I just, but yeah. So for me, he's starting to remind me of old Gronk, you know, like Gronk towards the end where like he kind of disappears for a while, but then when he gets going, you're like, yep, that's fucking Gronk. Yeah. Then when when he gets going, you're like, this play right here is going to Gronk and nobody's, everyone in the whole stadium, everyone watching around the world knows that this fourth and two at the, 12-yard line is going to Gronk for just a fade touchdown. I agree with you. And it works. And it works. Every yeah. time. It I used matters. to hate that. I used to hate it so much, but it works. Pain. Well, so pretty quick there with Travis Kelsey. But, yeah, that's that's Star Trek in a nutshell, which I, I think I'll like moving forward in the future periodically, like, just some people like when we don't talk about them for a little while, like let's Drop check it in out. there. Yeah, Star Trek. All right. Now our last little segment here should be about five, ten minutes. And we gotta talk some championship weekend. I mean, the huge games on both sides of the bracket, specifically who's going to the Super Bowl. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Uh so I want to do obviously our pick, but I also want to do something to watch out for an X factor and then the pick for each game, just so that it's not just a give me the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, start in the NFC. All right. NFC. We got Detroit at San Francisco. I'm watching out for that sneaky Lions defense, man. I think that they're better than you guys are defensively. And you guys gave the Niners trouble. We did. Maybe maybe you guys are better right now at this point. Maybe. I don't know. That Lions defense is very sneaky, though. Yeah. Yeah, sneaky solid. I do still think they have holes. Yeah. But they are strong in the trenches. And my yep. watch out for is watch out for the trench warfare in this game. Offensively and defensively, 
Detroit matches up quite well against San Francisco to where if they bring their game, their A game, they should be able to punch them in the mouth. And, you know, the Niners are one of those tough guys that if you punch them in the mouth, you got a shot. But if you if you don't, you're toast. So that's that's what I'm watching out for is the overall trench warfare of this game. And X-Factor-wise, talked about him already. It's got to be Brock Purdy. It's just got to be. Got to be. Got to be. If if Brock Purdy plays poorly, Niners will lose. But if he does what he needs to do, Niners win. will win. The Niners will win. Those are the options. Interesting. Brock. So I went on the other side. I went Lions O-line. So I know I said trenches is what to watch, but the Lions O-line specifically because the Niners, I think their secondary is a little suspect, little suspect. And cause you know, they're a little banged up back there too. And I think they turned some Packers receivers loose. I could see the Lions exploiting that. Ben Johnson is a very smart offensive coordinator. And if they have just enough time against that, you know, gauntlet of big names on the Niners front, if the Lions O-line can give them time and move those guys in the run game, the Lions offense can do quite well. Like they're an offense on the same type of tier as the Packers and the Packers offense did quite well against the, uh, against the Niners too, but maybe the Lions are even a little bit better at finishing than, than the Packers in that, uh, in the red zone. So I, I think the Detroit O-line is going to be a huge factor. I like it. Who you got? Oh, me first. I know you pick. As I mentioned earlier, I do pick who I want to win the game. So give me Detroit. Hey, I want. I I would love the Lions to win this game. Could you just imagine Dan Campbell in the Super Bowl? No, I can't. Like it's it is a kind of a wild thought. Just a I know interviews with him. So give me the lines. And you know, for everything that you've said, dude, I, th- I give me the lines, man. Are the Niners a better team? Of course. But if there's a team that can do it right now. It's Detroit. I don't disagree with you. I also picked the Lions. Yeah. For all the fraud talk that I've given to them, for all the times that I've doubted them, for the fact that I picked against them in the wild card round against the Rams, I I like the matchup. I think San Francisco, I think we put together a game plan of how to beat them. And I think the Lions are built quite well to follow said game plan. And Goff is very familiar against the Niners. He's played them plenty of times uh, for better or worse. So there's that factor too. I I can't see them winning the game, but for some reason I think that they can, even though I – I cannot picture a final scoreboard with zeros on the clock where the Lions 
are standing there victorious about to hoist the Hallis trophy for winning the NFC. Like I can't fathom it, but I'm picking it. I mean, honestly, I can't either. Like I just can't. And if you told me week five that it's going to be Lions 49ers, I'd say Niners by 45. It still but could no. happen. <laughs> I mean, you know, it probably it probably will happen. Oh, that'd be brutal. That'd be brutal. All right, but, so that's that game. I like that game. But I'm picking them. I'm picking them for sure. And well, just you know, I think the, the 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 football community wants the Lions to win. Like, could you just like I can't imagine it. And just it, it I think it'd be great. I, I do too. You know, Dan Campbell, his speech about Detroit recently. You know, very inspiring. So they deserve it. They they really do. Obviously, they're uh you know they're in the same division as uh as us. So I'm not like always rooting for them or anything like that. But I don't consider them a true rival to the Packers or anything. So there's not a ton of animosity. See, you know, you have that, and then there's me. That's like I like the <laughs> Ravens. <laughs> but you already know that I like our entire division. So. Yeah, that's a strange seat to be in. It is a cool division. It is. So we've got the Lions winning the NFC. Let's go to the other side of the bracket. Yeah, it's right. Now, this is going to be a good game. Got to watch out for those referees, though, man. Patrick Mahomes in in a conference championship game. Come on. You would go there. You know who's going to get all the calls. You know it. I promise you there's going to be some roughing the passer calls. There's going to be some questionable PI calls that Mahomes is going to throw his arms up for, and they're going to be like, you know what? You're the best quarterback in the league. You're right. It was a PI. So you think there's going to be a lot of missed calls? I, th- I do. They should check their voicemail. And I <laughs> – I don't think it's like, oh, you know – this is rigged. They want Mahomes to win or blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's like that. I just think that there's going to be a lot of questionable calls just because of the game. So that's what you're watching out for? I just want everyone else to watch out for it. Like That's what they are going to watch out for. Am I the only one who notices these things? I swear I am. Everybody's like, oh, it happens. No. It's because Patrick Mahomes is there. It's going to happen. You just watch. You watch him turn and go. And then they're like, yeah. Yeah, the best QB in the league normally gets the, the calls. Yep. So it goes. But I'm actually watching out for, um, like, I'm, at, I'm actually going to watch out for uh, Trent McDuffie and Ladarius Sneed. Yeah. Dogs. Dogs. They are dogs. Yeah. See if they can be as sticky as the, the Ravens pass defense was last week. So shockingly, my watch for I think I don't I don't think you'll have seen this one coming. Special teams. And I say that for a couple of reasons. So one, the only touchdown against the Ravens last week was special teams touchdown, correct? Like a yep. punt return. Yep. And that at that point, that almost felt like it could have shifted the game had the Texans been at a level where they could truly compete 
with the Ravens. And I do think, again, that the Chiefs are on that level to where big play in the special teams game can make or break a game where they were otherwise getting you know fairly handled. Uh, last year, Kadarius Toney had an impressive return against uh, – was it in the Super Bowl? It was either the Super Bowl or – no, it was against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game, again, at a kind of like a time where they needed a spark. So, like, Chiefs obviously have a record of showing really strong special teams, and the the Ravens do as well. So I'm kind of curious to see if the special teams can be the difference in the game. Like, it would need to be in the Chiefs' favor to, like, turn it. But just something I'm kind of curious on because those – those change games. And that's something that I noticed from that last game, something I think could come up again. I mean, I like it. Definitely didn't see it coming, but X factor. You're going to hate me, but oh my God, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. <laughs> no, uh, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith. Okay, that's fine. Clowney. No, never mind. <laughs> Just say the defense. Um, no, because I think it really is up to those three that are – obviously, we've talked about the entire defense, but I think those three are going to be the X factor. Okay. They need to put up the two walls, man. Okay. If like, you obviously – Tied it into the walls, fine. Obviously, you know, Van Noy is going to play well. Brandon Stevens uh, – Marlon Humphrey, you know, they're all going to play well. They're all very important. Yes, the Ravens defense is the X factor, but those three are probably their best defensive players. Yeah. So I guess they just need to set the tone, you know. That's fair. They could be suffocating against the run game too. Like I was going to I was just going to say, the Chiefs, as we talked about last week, the Chiefs rely on that run game. Yeah. So. Agreed. Yeah, that's that's fair. Now that you explained it a little bit more. So my X factor is going to seem quite random because it is. And it's MVS. Uh, he had some big <laughs> he had some big catches last week that normally you drops. Yeah, exactly. But they were crucial timing, too. And I think the Chiefs are going to at some point need a big play. They're going to need a somehow someone turned loose over the top. And that's who it has to be for them like it would have to be mbs who like just somehow all of a sudden he's streaking down the sideline now does he catch it or not like i think that play is going to happen at some point so that's my ex random huh it's probably going to happen multiple times it it, it very it may very well so it's uh again another random one and you laughed at it because it's a little humorous when you think about a game that has Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, you know, uh, potentially Mark Andrews, Roquan Smith, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones. You go on and on. And MVS. On. MVS. <laughs> um, more of a wild fast, card. but more of a wild card than the next factor, I guess. He's very fast, but uh, missing his hands. If he drops some in this game and they lose, he will not be on a roster. That's fair. I mean, that is the type of thing that ends your career sometimes. He struggled with it all year. Yeah, and he had some problems on the Packers, too. Streaky times. Well, Drake, it is time. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh Uh-oh. 
as much as I have said nobody can beat the Ravens, the Chiefs are the only team that I can say can beat the Ravens. So I'm picking the Ravens. Boo. You had us in the first half. I ain't going to lie. Come on, um, man. Go all the way. I can't pick against them again. <laughs> but if anyone's going to do it, it'll be the Chiefs. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that part. Um, I also have the Ravens 27-17. I actually don't think they're going to get that wild MVS touchdown that they're going to need to have a legitimate shot at this game. But uh, I also do have the Ravens. I This is the team that can beat them, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I agree 100%. Well, that's everything. We're 10 minutes over time, Drake. It's been a while since we went that long over. 10 minutes. Well, goodbye. <laughs> All right. Well, a lot of good stuff today. We covered a lot of ground. It was, you know, fun stuff here on a uh, Star Check where we checked in on a couple of different things. Drake, thanks for uh for the banter and the we have the same picks. We have the same Super Bowl. Ugh, did we just did we just screw them? Oh no. Dude, it's gonna be Niners Chiefs now. And then we're just gonna end up <laughs> we're we'll talking about LeBron next week then instead. All right. Well, that, that's a wrap. We'll worry about it when it happens. And you know what I do want to say though, very uh, quick. Uh, this has been a great playoffs, not gonna lie. I agree. The script has been fire. But we could talk about that next week if this week is good. Yeah, if it, all of a sudden if it's Niners Chiefs, we're gonna be like, this playoff sucks. <laughs> Rigged. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. now we're for 10, 11 minutes over. Yep. Now that we babbled for an extra minute. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining in. Check us out next week. Give us a like and a subscribe for everything we're on. YouTube, Spotify, Instagram.